Welcome to Tuscan Radio, everybody. I'm Drew Gretsch. And I'm Alex Edwards. And it's the day after Christmas, and it's oh. there's a new Ma- Mando episode. It's the day after Christmas right now. De- December 11th. Yesterday was Christmas, right? Yes. Yesterday Definitely. was Christmas, with all of the new... Um, Actually, it was also the first night of Hanukkah. So. That is true. Okay. Uh... Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah to, to any, yeah, if there are any Jew- Jewish listeners out there, happy Hanukkah, uh, and that's eight consecutive nights, right? Yes. So, ha- ha- happy Hanukkah for, like, the next week, and I'll say that again on our Tuesday show, which we're going to be reviewing, uh, I'm re- I am reviewing the Rebel R- Rising book, so... That'll be, like, the fifth day, probably. So, yeah, I'll say it again there. Uh, yeah. But if 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 you listen, then this is my ha- Hanukkah gift to you. Like, two hours of Tuscan ra- Radio today. Because there was an hour that dropped this morning for, like, all, all the craziness from last night. And then this will probably be at least an hour. Um, so let's just go through these again. I do have more thoughts on some of these things announced yesterday. Alex, for Star Wars, what is your most anticipated thing that was announced yesterday? Anything that was talked about? Like, there was some stuff that was announced already, like the Bad Batch, Andor, and Kenobi. But we've got, like, so many new de- details for those. Wait, um, wait. so mine is either... Ahsoka, or, um, what was it, um, oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, oh, the yeah, Obi-Wan the, the, those are two of the big ones, um, yeah, Ahsoka's, yeah, those are both supposed to be just one season, um, oh. yeah, I mean, Kenobi, that makes sense, like, he's not, like, he's supposed to be on Tatooine, like, he's not supposed to be going off to all these, uh, other places. Um, I mean, I was definitely like excited for Kenobi. I, I was not as excited as as like some pe- people were. But now that we know that Hayden is gonna get back in the Vader suit after like it'll be like seventeen years at that point since Revenge of the Sith came out, like that's just insane. Like just I. Th- I, there, there was something missing from Rogue One, and Rogue One is is my favorite Star Wars film, and they made up for it. I, I feel with like the Vader hallway ma- massacre at the end, but just knowing that that wasn't Hayden, I think just took a little bit away from that movie, and I'm really glad that it's Ewan and Hayden like working together again. And Kathleen K- Kennedy, she did say that they're going to fight. There is going to be, a, like, a Vader versus Kenobi battle in this series. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for that. So, yeah. Also, um, there's a line in Return of the Jedi where Vader says, where, where Luke sa- says, you can turn, I I know you will. Not, not that exactly, but something like that. And Vader says, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. But in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan's all like, only a Sith deals in absolutes, I will do what I must. 
So th- there's really just a bit of a timeline mess up right there. So the, 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 this show can fix it. And I'm really excited for that. Um, the Ahsoka series was very interesting to me. For those of you who have seen Rebels, I'm going to assume that's most of you. Um, if you look at the logo, if you look at the logo, the background of it is the wor- is the world between worlds. Which, and oh, I know that... Isn't that, yeah, or she, her lightsabers turned white, right? No, uh, you have not seen Re- Rebels yet, but it's, it's a I thing... I saw a scene, I saw a scene where she was in a white area, and her lightsabers turned white, though. Her lightsabers are white throughout that whole show. But, um, anyway, it, it's, yeah, uh... When, when did they turn white? There's an Ahsoka book. And in the book, she uh, ta- she kills a- an Inquisitor. Takes so the whole thing with lightsabers. It's weird. Like it's it's not random. It's like the Kyber crystal can like understand you. And oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I I was thinking of this one scene where she fought Vader. Never mind. Yeah, that 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 was a great scene, and she does kind of die there, but. She doesn't, cause Ezra goes back in time using the using the world between worlds to pull her out of that moment to pull her out of that moment, and that's the background here. And really, Ahsoka is alive because of Ezra's impulse to save her. Another thing I really want out of this Ahsoka series. She still thinks that Anakin died as Vader. Like, she still thinks that Anakin Skywalker was Vader up until the end. She does not know that at the end of his life, he made the right choice to become Anakin once again. And Hayden is coming back for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think we can assume that maybe it's like, okay, well, you... you, you, so we don't need, need you here, but we do need need, need you for a scene for Ahsoka, where the two... Oh, how great would it be if, if Hayden and Rosario, like, met on screen? That, oh my god. It's probably gonna happen. It's, it's probably gonna happen. That would be awesome. That would be so good. That would be so good. Oh my god. Now I'm gonna be sad if that doesn't happen. They have to. They have to. It's so important for her character to do it. Right. Oh my god. They they, they, oh, they have to do it. Like, because it, 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 it's been Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein doing these voices for years. And it, it did take me a second in chapter 13 to kind of just get used to Rosario Dawson's voice. Um, I I think I'd be okay with I I, I think I'd be okay with it. In this, if if she met Anakin and it was Hayden Christensen, I'd be so happy with that. That they they need to do they need to do it. Um, something I really like about what they're doing on the Bad Batch. Is it is the the same animation style as Clone Wars, 
like rebels and resistance were both like were were different an animation styles, but I I love that the Bad Batch it just feels like a like a season eight of Clone Wars. I mean, even like the title card, like it showed Star Wars: The Clone Wars, but then the Clone Wars burned away to show the Bad Batch. Um, and I really like that, and uh, this kind of connects to the Mandalorian because we saw Fennec Shand in that trailer. Hope, hopefully voiced by Ming Na Wen. Oh, oh. hopefully I love Ming Na Wen. She she's a great actress. She, she's awesome. I love her. Somehow, she, how is she fifty seven? She's fifty seven. She's fifty seven. Like I knew that she was in her fifties. I I did not know she was fifty seven though. That's wow. So she filmed all of Agents of Shield when she was after fifty. Yeah. 49 at the earliest. Well, yeah. Okay. Sorry, got a little Marvel off track. Yeah, well, we are going to talk about that in a couple minutes because there, there are just so many of, of the Marvel things that come, that are coming. Um, and actually, tomorrow, Nick D Denenberg and I are going to go on another Mar Marvel podcast and we are just going to break down in, in depth all of the Marvel Studios and MCU announcements that we got out of... Um, Disney Investor Day. Those are the most exciting for me. <laughs> this this was like this was like the um like we'd never really gotten a Marvel phase announcement before for Star Wars. Like all of it's just been like like we're getting the sequel trilogy and those are three films announced and it's like six months late, late, later, like, we're going to do anthology films, and those ended up being Rogue One and Solo, and it seems like Rogue Squadron is going to be one of those. And then, they're like, we're doing some live-action TV shows. And it was, like, The Mandalorian, and then a month late, later, we got the announcement of a Cassie Andor series, and, like, a year after that, was, like, we're doing Kenobi. But they... We got a trailer. We got titles for two things, three things. Um, a trailer for one thing, and just straight up announcements like stuff we did not know know was coming that we now know is coming for one, two, three, four, five projects that we did not know were coming. Find six projects because we knew that there was that we knew about three more films. We did not know that Pat that, that Patty Jenkins was directing a movie, and we did not know it was going to be a pilot film. But yeah, like this was just like as big as San Diego Comic Con. Like honestly, last night w is one of the top ten days of my life. Honestly, just all the excitement for both of my biggest. For both of my biggest franchises that I love so much, being Star Wars and the MCU. Um, Do you know anything that will be going on in Rogue Squadron? Rogue Squadron. So looking at the um, logo. So Rogue Squadron, Alex, and, and for those of you who don't know, Rogue Squadron is a... Um, it, it was a book series and, and a video game in, in Legends about just like fighter pilots. Um, now, 
in Legends, the Rogue Squadron stories were all set during the time of the original trilogy, or maybe just after the Battle of Endor. But what Kathleen Kennedy said, what she said, I'm going to try and find her exact words, um, move the saga in, into the future era of the galaxy. So we don't know. It, it, there's no way, like, there, there's an X-Wing in the logo, so there's no way it's about the, the Clone Wars, but we don't know if it's after the Rise of Skywalker or if it's after Return of the Jedi, but um, it they look like T-70 X-Wings, which were the Resistance X-Wings, which makes us think it's sequels, but we know that... Um, T-70s were not like the iPhone 12 of X-Wings. Like, it was more like the the iPhone 8 right now. We're like, it, it's not like the latest model. So it could very well be, maybe, just a couple of years after The Mandalorian. May, maybe this ties in with The Mandalorian. Here's what I, here's what I think, because... We know that they're doing, like, what the Marvel Netflix shows did, where, like, they got all these different shows that build up towards the Defenders. Like, we know that the shows for Star Wars are going to be The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, and Ahsoka. I think that the Lando series could ha have something to do with it. And, um, maybe Rogue Squadron could help set up this series, which... We heard a, a, about Thrawn two weeks ago in Mando. This yeah. part of the timeline in Legends was Heir to the Empire. Which, that was the or, original Thrawn trilogy, which essentially just brought Star Wars back. Like, Heir to the Empire is, like, George saw with the release of that book that, oh, people still care about this universe. That's why the prequels exist. That's why Star Wars still exists today is because of Heir to the Empire. So I, I, I think we could see like an eight-episode miniseries that all of these shows and maybe a movie or two lead up to. We could see Luke and Han and Leia and Lando all be in this uh, series. We could see Iden Versio from Battlefront 2. Like that that's just exciting. this ex this is so exciting for me. Like now we gotta we have we have to remember there's been stuff l l like this in the past. Like there hasn't been stuff announced to this extent. Like stuff that was like, um, like Lucasfilm had talked about jo Josh Trank doing a movie. We did not know that that was a Boba Fett film, but. We, we assume that's what that, that's what that was, and of course that's not what, what that's not what happened. And after uh, the box office performance of Solo, that's definitely not going to happen now. But um, it there we have to remember that not all of these are going to be awesome. Okay, I'm preparing myself now that at least one of these projects is going to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that that's what I have to assume and just looking at the slate i don't want it for any of these projects because they all 
intrigue me and excite me so much. Like, there's not one of these where I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Because even, like, the Lando series, which is, I think, the one that the most people are, like, really... Here's what I hope, because yes, I, I I do want that because like he because I love so Solo and he was like one of the best parts of that movie. Um, here's yeah. what I think. I think it's gonna be Billy D. Williams who who played him in the original tr- trilogy and the Rise of Skywalker, telling stories, and then it's Donald Glover acting in those stories. That's what I think. I, I I do think it's a really big like missed opportunity that this show is not called the Calrissian Chronicles because in Solo, when like everyone's like on Kessel and stuff, and like the rest of the team is like infiltrating that facility, and I only remember this because I I watched Solo like just a, a couple days ago. Um, Lando's like in the Falcon. He's like re- recording like a podcast. He's like. The Calrissian Chronicles, Chapter 5, Continued. Oh my god. So, it's such a missed opportunity that this is not a show called The Calrissian Chronicles. They they can always change the title from Lando to The Calrissian Chronicles. I I just feel like we're getting a lot of things announced. Like books and comics and now in live action things. Where it's just like someone's name as the title. You know, like there's, yeah, like like there's the Thrawn book, um, the Tarkin book, Ahsoka. the Phasma book. Mm-hmm. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I, no. I was actually like, I was like, when I saw the title, I'm like, Obi Wan Kenobi. That's it's a little weird. Like I, like we had had just been calling it like Kenobi for a year and a half, like since this was announced. So, yeah. um... But it, it's fine. I'm sure that I'll, I'll get used to it. Um, last thing about these I want to talk about um, is The Acolyte, the new s- series from Leslie Headland. Uh, the, the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of, of, sh- of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So I just went in, in into Wikipedia today and I typed in Acolyte. There's actually a reference to them in very recent canon. And by very re- recent, I mean like the latest film, The Rise of Skywalker. The Acolytes of the Beyond were Sith cultists from Exegol that Ochia Bestoon was a part of. Now, for those of you who, who, who don't remember The Rise of Skywalker and or have not been reading the current Vader comic, which is awesome, by the way, um, o- Ochia Bestoon was, like, um, a Sith lo- loyalist, like, a Sith assassin. Um, he's the one who killed Rey's parents. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if... I, I don't think I don't know how long like the lifespan of Ochi's species is. I don't think this is a series about Ochi. But it says emerging of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. 
I think it's very possible that this could be about some of those Sith loyalists. Like, Russian Doll, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's like a super dark show. This seems like something that Leslie Headland would do. So that just excites me a lot for all the possibilities of that. Especially because, like, we, we just heard that, like, the High Republic stuff is just going to be, like, just books and comics for so long. And those books start to come out in, like, three or four weeks, which I'm so excited for. I'm, I'm so excited for the High Republic books to start. But we, we're getting, like, TV shows. And there's probably going to be a movie. Eventually, there's going to be a movie. And they, they clearly want to do, like, a Marvel-type thing where it's just all these films that build up to some Avengers-level le threat. That would be... That would be really awesome. The High Republic is a great place to do that. Like, introduce these characters in the books and comics. And then have them show up in, in an animated series. But don't have the books and comics be essential to the show. Because, like, Cobb Vanth was just, like, a, a minor character in the Aftermath tr trilogy, which was... I have not read those books yet. I'm, I'm planning on reading them, like, as soon as The Mandalorian finishes, but, like, those books were, like, not terribly well-received. Like, they're, like, yeah, they're fine, but they're, like, not... This is the best Star Wars book that's ever been published. Um, but he is one of my favorite char characters now because of what he represents moving forward in Star Wars. So that that was just a, a lot of talking about Star Wars stuff. Uh, let's move on to some of these. We are only going to talk about like a, a few of these Marvel projects because we're going to go way more in-depth with them tomorrow on another Marvel podcast. But, um, Alex, I think... Did, so did you watch the Marvel stuff live? I watched the Marvel stuff live. Okay. What? Other than WandaVision, because I know WandaVision is like your number one for everything. Other than WandaVision, which project excited you the most? Oh, that's hard. Um, okay, so it's in between um, What If, Loki, and Miss Marvel. Those all look awesome. Those all look so good. Um... What if is gonna be weird? I I'm just excited because like of how far they're gonna go with it. That's why I'm excited for that. Right. I um, like Peggy Carter as yeah, Captain Car Carter's gonna be awesome. It's like that 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 that's her name. Like she's Captain Carter. Yeah. Like that's we be awesome. like for for like you and me who saw the A Agent Carter series, like we know that like how hard Peggy has to work to, like, get up there to become, like, eventually, like, the found, like, like the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., where we see her in Endgame. But for us, like, I know for me at least, like, this from this trailer, like, we're like, oh, we're gonna have to see that sexism again. Yeah. But, I, I mean, like, it's... It, it's, it, it's a different universe... But it's the same character, and it's like, I, 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 I don't know, like, I hope this is awesome. I, I'm just gonna feel like I've seen this before. You know, and, and, and it's an important part of the story. 
but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm very excited for it. And, 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 I, and I hope that they make, make it different enough from the Agent Carter series. And I hope it doesn't... I hope it's more of like just like a couple of minutes. I hope it's like maybe for like two minutes at the beginning... And then maybe, like, there's, like, some problems at the end where, like, the guy's like, you did not follow your orders or something like that. I don't know. But, um, I'm definitely super excited for the What If series. Um, yeah. another Loki. thing I'm... Oh my Loki. god, I'm so excited for Loki because of just the whole tone of Same, the, same yeah. reason for me. Same reason for me for Loki. It's so different. This is an alternate universe. It's the Loki we're following. We're following the Loki from Endgame that took the Tesseract and went off. Like, we saw New York City destroyed in the trailer. We saw, like, Avengers Tower just, like, destroyed and like i've only seen the trailer once so i didn't i didn't catch okay this this just that's that that, this is what i've been saying for the last year like they could kill all the avengers in the loki series and it's not gonna matter at all oh i i actually i'm i want him to kill all of them in that i oh i'm not saying that i want loki to do it like I think it would be really cool if it's, like, Thanos. If it's Thanos. Maybe this is a universe where when Loki doesn't report... Where, like, when Thanos doesn't hear what happened to Loki... He goes to Earth and just destroys all of it. Or he hears stuff like... Loki took an, an Infinity Stone and just went off. I, I don't have it yet. I'm going to go in and destroy the world that his brother loves. Now, this is a different Loki that hasn't been through the events of Thor Ragnarok yet. I don't know why that would matter to to this lo- lo- Loki, but it might. I just think that would be cool. <gasps> Wait. We're seeing King of the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3, which is called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Or, or Quantumania. What if, what if King the Conqueror is jumping through timelines, he goes to the wrong one, and he destroys the wrong Earth? Oh. I love that, and I hate that. I, 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 I'm going to talk about why I hate that first, is I hate it because that's not really what King does. That, that would be, be more of Galactus, which is like a Fantastic Four threat, which also just got announced yesterday, officially. Um, I, I would also hate that because it would be like two conflicting tones. No, I would hate that because it would be too much of like what they did with, with the Rise of Skywalker with, with Chewie's death. Which would be fine if they like, if, if they waited like, like 20 minutes for us to sit with the fact that Chewie was dead. And instead they waited three minutes to show us, oh, no, he's fine. You, he, he was on a different ship. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, for a second I was like, wait, did I miss something? Did Chewbacca die? Yeah. He didn't actually, it was like the... No, no. Um, I, I, except I think this would be different because this would would be real, and that would be, and and like the, the Chewie thing was just like, we're gonna pretend there were stakes. But, um... 
that excites me that that idea because we're seeing shows tie in with the movies now. Like Feige talked about in his his presentation, uh, uh, Iman Villani, who's playing Ms. Marvel, is going to be in Captain Mar Marvel too, and so is Tiana Paris, who's playing M Monica Rambeau in Captain who, who in WandaVision. So we're finally going to see this promise that we got like seven or eight years ago with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix shows. And we're finally going to see this happen. This just joint union between the TV division and the film division. So that just excites me a lot. Um, I, I'm trying to find a way to like fit them this Marvel stuff in with Star Wars. And it was going to be easy if they just confirmed that Oscar Isaac was playing Moon Knight. Which they did not do. Because that was a rumor a couple weeks ago. That Oscar Isaac was going up to play Moon Knight. And Oscar Isaac played Poe Dameron. <gasps> what if Poe is in the Rogue Squadron movie? What, what if Poe's in the Rogue Squadron movie? How, how great would that be? Because that's a movie about pilots. So. I thought that. I, I, I think that's a really cool idea. If Poe shows up in Rogue Squadron. Um, also, kind of like Star Wars, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And that just seems like so much fun. That seems like a ton of fun. Um, I, I, Ironheart series. There's a... Uh, there's a Secret Invasion show. See, Secret Invasion, which is like... Feige was like... This is our biggest project that's non-Avengers since Civil War. Because you're never going to top an Avengers movie. You're never going to top an Avengers movie. So, like, I mean, unless it's, it's Age of Ultron. Like, that, that's easily... You, you can top that easily. But, um, Secret Invasion. The, the description is, like, the epic comic crossover event from Marvel Studios. So, like, this is... I think this is Avengers 5. I think that Secret Invasion is going to act as Avengers 5. Which is just so cool. I would love that so much. I, I'd love that so much. Um, which, hey, our very own Sam Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, is in this. So I just realized that I was muted. <laughs> um, I don't I've seen stuff and I was like, why aren't you responding? Um, is Secret Invasion going to be a movie or a TV show? That's a show. Okay. Yes. Uh, the There were three show, shows announced yesterday. Secret in, Invasion, I, 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 Iron Heart, and Iron Armor Groot. Wars. What? Oh, wait. What is I Am Groot? No. Armor, oh, I Am Groot is um, a series of shorts. Oh. We, we don't know if this is canon or not. We also don't know if it's an, an animated or, or, or live action. I'm going to assume... Well, here, here's the thing. Here's what they're so doing. I don't know anything about it. All right. It, yeah, um, they're shooting the Guardians holiday special um, like with the actors who aren't on set for Guardians 3. 
So like if like Chris Pratt is is, is needed for a scene, but not Zo Zoe Saldana, then they'll shoot some of the Zoe Saldana stuff for the holiday special. Is how they're doing that, and it's not going to cost them anything because they already because the, the actors are already there. <laughs> or, or it'll cost very little money. This was actually an idea that like some of the guys on the MCU cast had like years ago. Um, like during Avengers, like like while Avengers three and four were in production, and like you know what? What if we just got like an office style comedy with like it can be super low budget? It can be like a low budget of uh, Avengers film. They don't have to, like, while with, and like, they can film it when people are not on set for actual Avengers filming, and it's still gonna make a, a billion do dollars purely because it's Avengers. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Like, a, like every Avengers film has made a, a billion do do dollars, and Infinity War and Endgame have both made two b billion, and, and Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time. So that's kind kind of it for the Marvel stuff, and uh, just the Falcon and the Winter so so Soldier looks awesome. I love like the look of that series, except the one thing I'm scared about. The one thing I'm scared about for Falcon and Soldier is that Feige said that this is a Marvel Studios movie broken up o over six episodes, and I immediately got fl flashbacks to the Marvel ne Netflix series. Which that that was their one flaw, their one flaw was that around like episode six or seven, the first arc would end, and the second arc would start, and the second at and the second arc was almost always a total slog. Like the second, like Luke Cage was really good for the first like half season, and then like the last half of, of season one is just. So incredibly slow, and I really hope that's and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's just six episodes. So it it seems like they're taking the good part of that for this. Like they're taking like because that's what, like when they they would happen and be like six, six episodes in and then like there's a very clear and defining like halfway done point. Well, for this, like, the ha halfway done done point is the season finale, so. Yeah, um, so, they said it's, like, movie long, so the episodes will be, like, probably 30, 40 minutes, like, Mandalorian. Uh, WandaVision supposed, well, alright, Paul Bettany has said that WandaVision is, is like, a six-hour movie. So, I'm gonna assume each, each episode's an hour long. With these, like, Mandalorian is ongoing, so they have room to, like, spread out the story over, like, so somewhere between, like, three and five seasons. But these are all, like, one season, six episodes. So, like, they're not gonna really have that kind of... Like, I would assume that each... That all the Marvel stuff is, is gonna be at least an hour. And I'm not sure about Loki. Loki seems l like it's very uh, episodic. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to assume that 
the sh- so there's a sh- the, there's a She-Hulk comedy series. That looks good. That I was waiting for because like he goes and she's a lawyer in New York City, and I'm like, oh, there, there, he, he's gonna say Matt Murdock in Daredevil, isn't he? Yeah. And then, I, and then I he was like, thought that too. And then he was like, there will be other people that you know showing up in this in this show, and um. There are rumors this week, like, before, it, it was just, like, fan theories, like, Peter Parker needs a really good lawyer, Daredevil's a lawyer, but now there are, like, actual rumors about Charlie Cox being in Spider-Man 3. And that's supposed to come out, like, before the She-Hulk show, and the on- only reason, like, they didn't talk about that was because that's a Sony movie. Like, there was a mention of, like, um, Doctor Strange will be in both Multiverse of Madness and the third Spider-Man film. So, that, that, that was all they said because of, like, the rights and stuff, and that Sony's film, it's Sony's job to announce Daredevil and, um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, so that's, that's not Disney's job. Um, so let's talk about the one Pixar thing that I paid attention for, because that was when I, I went to go eat dinner, well, it was during, like, the National Geographic and Disney and Pixar stuff, and, and they knew that, they're like, okay, so people are gonna only really care about Marvel and Star Wars and maybe a bit of Pixar. So let's do Star Wars first, and... And Marvel, they're the biggest money maker they have, do that last. Um, so yeah, well, the biggest pi- pi- picture thing that I'm excited for right now is um, a new film coming out on, um, I think it's June of 2022. It's uh, the official, the full date is June 17th, 2022. This movie is called Lightyear. And um, they said the idea behind Lightyear is that it's always been... Like, Toy Story was... Like, Buzz was always just, like, the action figure of a Star Wars-type movie. And now we're gonna make that movie. And voicing Buzz in this film is... Captain America himself, Chris Evans, and, like, the introduction that, like, they had, like, a bit of, like, a backdoor intro for Marvel because they're, like, because at, at the end, end, end of the presentation, he was, like, um, but nobody tell Kevin Feige that, that we're taking, Mar- that, that we're taking Captain America o- away for, for Marvel Studios, and, like, we just, like, hear this mu- music build of, and dun, 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 dun. Like, just like the Marvel Studios fan frame, like, and I was like, it's main event time, isn't it? Like, this is what we're all here for. Like, the Star Wars stuff was great, but, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker Endgame. I mean, I don't think there's any competition there. So, um, yeah. But, like, if you're going to recast the role of Buzz, it's gotta be Chris Evans. It's gotta be Chris Evans. Yeah, it's really, it's a good cast. So, do you want to talk about why we are here now? 
to talk about the Mandalorian. After 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian, yeah. Um, let's just get right into it. So, full spoilers in three, two, one. Boba Fett got a paint job. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks bad, and I don't like it. I... I... It, it doesn't look too bad. It, it looks okay, I guess. It... I just don't, like, we've just seen, like, this, like, Mandalorian armor for years and years. Like, like, like since, like, 1980 for Boba Fett. Like, we, we've seen it for years. So we have this just idea of it being, like, dirty and grimy. And just seeing, like, the helmet be, like, just, like, perfect green and red. It just looked really strange. And, and I had the exact... Yeah? Yeah, it looks strange, but I like it. I I had the exact same reaction to Din's paint job to his new new armor last season. Except the difference between the these two things is that that was like a brand new char- character and we'd only been seeing it for like... Well, like... I'd, like, been, been seeing, like, the suit for a year, because I'd seen, like, the set f- photos and stuff. But, like, everyone else, they'd been seeing it for, like, a week and a half. Um, I don't know. Um, I've not seen too many complaints about it yet, about the armor. But, um, it's, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, this episode, Chapter 15, The, the Believer... It ran for 38 minutes and was released December 11th, 2020 on Disney+. Plus. To move against the Empire, the Mandalorian needs the help of an old enemy. Um, so, yeah, Mayfeld... Sh- oh, sorry, I'm, I'm not done, done with just like basic facts yet. This episode was directed by Rick Famuyiwa. He directed Chapter 2, The Child, and Chapter 6, The, the Prisoner. So he directed, like... My favorite episode of, of Chapter 6, and my least fa- fa- favorite episode, of w- which was Chapter 2 last season. So it's like, okay, you made, like, my favorite and my least favorite, so what are you going to do? And it was written by John Fa- Favreau. Um, so, yeah. I love John Favreau. He's, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, my god, they are saving Star Wars. They are saving Star Wars. Like the Rise of Skywalker comes out, and every and like, in t- like the number and like the number one thing on Twitter is, this is the way. That that's like if Endgame came out, but all anyone was talking about was like Cloak and Dagger last night. That's insane. Like that. That's just a that is a testament to how poorly promoted i think the rise of skywalker was like i talked like four or five people in real life not on the internet but on on real life who are like oh there's a new star wars out huh okay um and no i'm talking like a year ago wasn't not number Uh, one on twitter but like it it, everyone was saying like this is the way um and uh also due to the backlash of the last jedi and 
the box office of Solo and the fact that there hadn't been a new Star Wars film in a year and a half. But, um, and that's another thing that I think is funny with this Disney and stuff. It's like, everyone's like, do like two or three years between films because that's, that ma makes it feel special. Right. And they're like, fine, we'll do a movie every two years. But we're going to do like six show shows a year now. So, yeah. Um, I, as, as long as it's good. And even if it's bad, we're still going to do a full two-hour-long br br breakdown of it. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and that's also a testament to how good The Mandalorian was. So... Um, the episode starts off on this junk planet, which I at first thought was, uh, the planet from Clone Wars episode 421. It's called Monster. Again, I, I don't, I don't know that because I, I watched the, that, that episode like last, last weekend. That's the episode where we meet Maul again and he's on like this gar garbage planet. So I, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it's a different planet. So, um, yeah. I love that Bill Burr is back as Mayfeld. Because, um, I mean, like, it was pretty funny, because, like, he hates Star Wars. Um, but oh, yeah, all, all his character does is make fun of Star Wars. So that's perfect. It's perfect. He, he does it so well. Um, again, we talked uh, about the Boba paint job. I'll get used to it. I'll, I'll get used to it. It's going to take a while, though. Um, <laughs> Boba walks out, and then he, and then, uh, May, Mayfield just goes, um, oh, I thought you, you were this other guy. And then the, the uh, other guy, like, walks out of the Slave 1. Yeah, and funny. I I love that. I love that. Um. Uh, Din says something like, "No, well, you were an ex-imperial," and we see this like running theme throughout the episode. All May Mayfeld wants is to forget that he served the Empire. That's his main goal. So, I I think they did that r really really well. Um, uh, how does the slave one work? Because, like, that ship, like, this is the best look that we've ever gotten at the interior of the slave one. Because it's not in Empire. We don't see it in Jedi. Um, you hardly see it in, like, you only see a a bit of the cockpit in Attack of the Clones and it's all back and it's all black. In Clone Wars, all we see is a couple of hallways and, and airlocks and stuff. But this is the best look we've ever gotten at the Slave 1 and I'm kind of confused as to how it works. Same. It looks like, like everything was moving. Inside. Yeah, it, it, it was mo moving and and I caught that the second time because at the first time it was like 7.30 in the morning. And I hardly slept last night because I was so excited about all these new Star Wars shows. Um, and it was just like all of these 
it was moving a bit, and I was like, okay, so if they're sitting here, and they move upwards at like a 90 degree angle, I'm like, it's too early, early for math, and I'll think about it later. I'm not going to think about it right now, because I'm hung hungry, and we're an hour in, and we just started the show. So, um, they get to the planet. And uh, they're like, okay, who's going to go? Because the Empire has sensors about who is going to end if someone is gets caught and everything. And um, and Mayfeld and um, so, like, Fennec can't go because she is wanted by the ISB, the Imperial S S Security Bureau. Uh... Cara Doom can't go because she's with the because she was because she used to be with the New Republic, and um, Bo Boba Fett can't go because they would recognize his face. So because uh, Boba Fett is a clone, so um, I thought that was a fun e Easter egg for Clone Wars. Yeah, that, I like that. Something I noticed first watch and was then confirmed on Twitter um, was just a, a background voice. Uh, so there's Juggernaut 5, and I thought that the voice sounded a little bit familiar. And it's David Collins, who, um, who, who is he, he and Samuel Witwer, who, vo who voices Maul in Clone Wars and Rebels and Solo. Like the two of them, like in in all of the in, in all five of the new films, like they've given like funny stormtrooper di dialogue, like um, like in the Force Awakens, like there are, are two stormtroopers talking, and their lines are like, "Yeah, we got some new T18s. Oh, are they better than than the T17s? No, they're actually worse." Um, so so just think things like like that, and he's a co-host of this really great. Star Wars music podcast called Star Wars Oxygen, and that's just outstanding. He's so insightful into all of the great music of John Williams. So, yeah. he, I thought that was him, and it was him. Um, so they take in, so they take these uh, Stormtrooper outfits, and Mayfeld is just, like, making fun of the Stormtrooper disguise, like, wow, this guy was sweaty, and all that stuff, which I thought was hysterical. And, um, he's, I, I just thought, thought, thought it was when I was, like, making fun of the Stormtrooper disguises that we've seen since, like, 1977. And I, I thought it was fun. Uh, then the Mando walks out, and Mayfeld goes, oh, the shame, now that alone is worth the price of admission. Um, alright, it, this is getting, like, a long podcast, and I've already done, done, like, an hour-long show today, so I'm just gonna go over, like, the main stuff. Um, so one thing I really li liked about this episode is that it shows whatever it takes. They're doing whatever it takes to get Grogu back. Like, Car Cara Dune has, has to break the rules, and to get an ex-imperial out of prison. Um, Mayfeld has to go and, like, infiltrate an imperial base 
and have a drink with his old commanding officer, Din has to not only take off the helmet for a considerable amount of time and showing it to people to show and showing it to people and he hasn't shown his face to anyone in I wanna say well we don't know how old he is uh, how old he is, so like twenty or twenty five years. And he has to put on an imperial uniform. He has to wear the armor of the same army that destroyed his home and enslaved his people. Speaking of destroying his home, Mandalore is gone. We just got the little yeah. They he, they said that he May May Mayfield said that he was like he was like well if you're from Mandalore you you believe one thing and if you're from Alderaan, you, you you believe another thing. And then he goes, they're both gone. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? What? I mean, I was like, Alderaan. I, I didn't really watch the Clone Wars, so I don't really know. Yeah, uh, exactly well, the last, the last time we saw the planet Mandalore was in the season four premiere of Rebels. Uh, and in that episode, Bo-Katan and the crew, they kind of just... It's all of these Ma Mando clans, and they're coming together to take on the Empire, and they start to drive them out. So, that was the last time we've seen Mandalore on screen. It, it may have been in, in, like, a comic or something in, the in like, the last, like, three years. I don't read all the comics. I'm doing my best, guys. I'm going back and reading them now. But that's the last time that the majority of Star Wars fans saw the planet Mandalore. And now it's destroyed... It's kind of like a, a line from Logan, which is set in 2029, and, and there's a character in it, and he's like, um, well, there were two options. It was a tiger attack or Freddy Krueger, and it can't be those because one is, is fictional and the other is extinct. It's very possible, and that 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 is different, yeah, because tigers are real and Mandalore is not. But, um, and tigers probably will be extinct in the next nine years. But, um, hopefully not. Oh, I, I hope not. I, I I love to tigers, but they prob pro probably will. But, um, it it just reminded me of that. But, um, I that was a bombshell. That was a total bomb bombshell. That um. They that Mandalore was just was had been destroyed, um, and I was surprised. Like that seems like something that Bo-Katan would mention. Like they like they say the word Mandalore a couple of times throughout the series, but there's no real. And again, like this is about like at least ten years after that ep ep episode of Rebels. It's very possible that maybe the second Death Star tested on Mandalore. Um, or something like that. Or it could be Operation Cinder. Which was mentioned in this episode also. Um, uh, Operation Cinder. Where did I... Okay, yeah. Operation Cinder was from Battlefront 2. And for those of you who don't know... Um, Operation Cinder was just like a plan that Palpatine had in place. If I die, wreak havoc. 
did, Destroy did, as many yeah. planets as you can. Yeah. Um, which, of course, now it seems a little silly now that we know that Palpatine didn't die, but he wanted to create chaos for his Sith Empire, I guess. Whatever. Um, but there's... But I just love that reference there. And, like, that. it seems like that's what caused Mayfeld to leave the Empire. That's what caused a lot of Imperial defections was Operation Cinder. It's like, yeah, we've never been, like, very nice people, but now we're, like... Just like bombing planet after planet, and people didn't know if their home world was next. Like in the game, it's um, it's Iden Versio, like the main character. It's it's her planet, uh, Vardos that gets attacked, and that's what makes her leave the Empire. So, yeah, that I I just think that's very interesting of how like they're like i talked about this on tuesday's podcast about battlefront 2 Re the resurrection dlc like i feel like star wars is showing all of these different there are all these huge events and they're showing them all from different per perspectives like we've seen order 66 from three per per perspectives two of them were in the last year and we're probably going, going going to get a third in a couple of months with, with the Bad Batch show. So we're going to get to see all this. And um, it seems like we're getting the same thing with, with Operation Cinder, but to a lesser extent. Um, I thought that Richard Brake did a great job as Valen, as, as Valen Hess. He was terrifying when he needed to be. Actually, no. He was scary for the whole episode. He definitely was. Yeah, I was very much reminded of that scene from Spider-Man Homecoming where Peter and Liz are in the car with uh, Adrian Toomes and he's like, must be glad your old pal Spider-Man was there to save you. And that that's just, that's just how I felt. That's just how, how I felt was um that... Um, there's something that he said, that Hess says that made me, there, there are a couple of themes in this episode, one of which is whatever it takes, Mo, most pe people are the same, and, like, there's really just objective truth now. There's really, in this day and age, there's really no thing, no such thing as an actual truth. It's just objective truths. Like, if, if, if you're from this place, you believe this thing, because that's how you were raised. If you're from this place, you believe another thing, because it's how they were raised. But I think that's something that's another, that's another thing that's really... I, I, I loved how they showed that. Um, and the direct quote from Hess is, The New Republic is, is in complete di disarray, and we, go and we grow stronger. You see, with the Rhydonium you've delivered, we can create havoc... It's going to make Burn and Khan just pale by comparison. And then they're going to turn to us once again. So they're just creating chaos for people to come to them. We've seen that a couple of times before in Star Wars. We saw it in Resistance with the First Order, who were offering the Colossus protection from the pirates. But they were hi hiring the pirates in the first place. 
we see it in Clone Wars season five when Maul take takes over Ma Mandalore, um, with essentially just like the beginnings of Crimson Dawn from from Solo. Like, it's like we can protect you, but they're the ones who are causing the problems, and I think that's really interesting because this is essentially what the First Order did. So, um, I wonder if the Rhydonium is going to be used for circular base. Uh, I think that's very possible. Um, there are a couple of things I want to talk about, a couple of big things left I want to talk about just because we're at a, an hour already and, um, I've done, and this is the second hour long po podcast that I've done in the last tw tw 24 hours. So, um, one thing, uh, stormtroopers, uh, this is kind of 1A, 1B. Um, well, okay, fine, three things. Uh, first thing, he mentions, uh, May, Mayfeld mentions Tanab. Which, which is a reference to Return of, of, of the Jedi, because there's a scene in that movie when er everyone's back together on Admiral Ackbar's ship, and they're all, like, getting ready to take on the Death Star and Endor and stuff. And, um, Lando has been promoted to a general because of a little maneuver he did at, at the Battle of Tanab. And I, and I just thought that, that was a fun reference. Um, looking, oh yeah, this is, um, I'm, so I'm talking about the part now where the crawler's, like, moving in to, uh, the, like, the base. Storm, that's oh, the yeah. only time we've seen storm, st stormtroopers hit their target other than, than in Fallen Order. Like, they can only aim when it's convenient to the plot or, or if it's a video game. That's the only time that they ever hit hit their targets. Um, another thing. Um, Ludwig Gornson clearly wanted to use the, the the Mandalorian theme there for that part, where like where the Empire come, comes in, like save Mando and Mayfeld. But he wouldn't do it there. He he almost he almost go go is there though. Um. But Mando would not want his main theme to be used to salute the Empire. Um, right. I, th I thought that was v very interesting. Um, and another th thing I wrote down, these st st stormtroopers are much la less uniform than we've seen in the past. Were they always li li like this? Or they just don't care anymore, li like we heard heard about in chapter seven last season like it like last se season we heard like these guys are just like serving out their en enlistments and they're going home so yeah i just thought that was interesting um and i wonder if the, if the empire has always been like that like they were all like yeah good job and like we, we, we've never seen a fist pumping stormtrooper before at least on screen that i can remember um, uh, got another th 
thing. Oh yeah, this is really great right here. This was really great. Uh, Boba Fett drops a seismic charge on the TIE Fighters. Oh yeah. I'm that so glad they did it. I'm so glad they did it. I as 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 soon as I saw him, I just close close my eyes and like waited for the beautiful sound of just like the the silence and the and just like oh, I remember I, those from Disney Infinity. They're from they're from Attack of the Clones. Well, I, I know I know they're in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I saying they were in Infinity yeah. too. Yeah. I remember. I would my brother would get mad at me because I would kill him. <laughs> that that was the most OP game ever. You could just like fly around a Boba Fett as 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 Boba Fett for hours and not have to touch the ground once. Right. Um. Also, Baymax. Baymax was so OP. Oh my god. Um, Let's not get into Disney. We 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 we'll be here for another hour. Um, right. Uh, another thing. I was obsessed with that game. So was I. So they leave the so they leave the base, and Kara lets and she lets May Mayfield go, but Kara but Kara is still very suspicious of him. I really hope that, like we see him again in like season four, and then we see that he's really turned his life around with like the time that he's been given. Like I really hope, like if we see him him again, like he's he's doing really good things for the galaxy. Same. Like that would just be so great. Like if like if if he comes back back in like two two seasons, that would be perfect. Um. We get to um. We get to so the, it's the last scene of the show of, of the episode, and then I've got one more thing after this. I'm gonna go back to. And then I promise that's it. He, we're on Gideon's light cruiser. He gets a transmission from Mando. And then he says the speech that Gideon said to him eight episodes ago. Like exactly one se season ago, he said that. Uh, he's yeah. like, you have something I want. You you may think you have some idea of of what you are in possession of, but but you do not. There's one sent sentence that he changes. In so last se se season, Gideon says, um, "It will be be mine," but here Din says, "He will be back with me." Grogu is not just Din's mission anymore. Now he's his son. He's fully embracing Grogu as his son. He is taking off his helmet. The one thing he swore to never do. He took off the helmet to get his son back. And I love that a lot. And oh, I'm so excited. For alright, last thing. Oh well, I I kind of brought brought it up. Uh, Din looks kind of shell shocked now that he's exposed. Like when he takes off his helmet, he's he's never spoken to anyone without the helmet since he he was a kid. 
uh, other than IG-11, but of course the whole thing there was like, no no living thing has, has seen me without the helmet on in years. And he goes, I am not a living thing. Um, yeah. So what are you going to, to grade this episode? Out of 10. 8 out of 10. Same. Same. 8 out of 10. It was boring at first, and then it delivered just something amazing, and it's probably just one of my fate. Like, a couple of my favorite Star Wars parts ever are in this episode. Like, if I'm going to yeah, sit down and, and put, like, my top 50 Star Wars mo moments, there are going to be a couple things from this episode on that list. And I and I say top, top 50 just because there are so many great mo moments in the saga. Um... So, so next week, the season finale. I, I think what I think is gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. I, but I, there is no way that they're gonna do this. But I think they're. But it would be great if they did because they did not announce a Boba Fett show last night. They did not announce a Boba Fett show last night, which I thought they were going to because supposed to supposedly that's already shooting. Yeah, but weren't there like set pictures leaked or something? There were set photos leaked for the Cassian series. Oh, right. Uh, which I talked about yesterday. Well, I guess for you guys it's today. But anyway, the um, what if there's no Fett series and the post-credits of the season is just like we see the Jedi that communicated with Grogu and it's Mace Windu. There was a whole arc of Clone Wars where Boba Fett was hunting Mace Windu because he, he killed his father. What if Boba Fett sees Windu, shoots at him immediately, and then Windu just like deflects them back at Boba and then kills him? I, I would hate that. I think that, that that's great fan fiction. I'll, I'm going to be really mad if, if they do that, though. I, I'm going to be really mad if they do that. Yeah, I would definitely be very mad, too. Because we, we keep getting all these people that die and come back. Like, Palpatine is the biggest one. Um, Maul, a couple of times. Because um, he, he died in Phantom Menace. He, he comes back in Clone Wars. Where we leave him him in Clone Wars se se season five because remember, se season seven just came out. He is taken into custody by Palpatine. He he shows up again in Rebels. He dies for the final time in Rebels, like six weeks out after Rebels ends. Solo comes out and it's like oh it's a prequel to Rebels because Maul's here now, and it just Maul will not die. Of course, the Emperor comes back a couple of times in Legends, and of course, once in Canon. Um, who else? Well, Boba Fett just came back. Ahsoka dies. Like, she actually dies, but then is pulled out of time to be alive now. Do we need Windu back? Do we need a mech? I'm gonna say... Not here. I don't think this is the right time to bring in Mace Windu. 
don't either. I, I, I think maybe you put him in, like, the Kenobi series or Andor. Well, not, 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 not Andor. Like, the Bad Batch or Obi-Wan Kenobi is where Windu would show up. Or in his own show on Disney+. Plus. But, like, this is a show that people can watch without seeing any Star Wars. Like, Aiden Burns has seen one Star Wars film... And he doesn't even remember it that well, but he but he loves the Mando, and he's gonna binge it all next week when the whole se season's out. But Mace Windu showing up would I I think if anyone sh shows up, it's gonna be. I don't think it's Ezra because we're gonna see Ezra in the Ahsoka show, pr presumably. Cal Kestis is in Fallen Order, and, and they're not gonna ruin the Fallen Order story by having him be in Mando, because if he's in Mando, then, then he survives the Fallen Order games, but I think it's just Luke Skywalker, or Ahsoka again, but Ahsoka would know it, and maybe she wouldn't go then, so I, I, I think that we're gonna see Luke next week, Hopefully. played by Sebastian Stan. Actually, I do see the resemblance now in him and Mark Hamill. And especially, yeah. especially because we know we're, we're getting this Mandalorian universe that I think is, is going to end with an heir to the Empire series where Luke Skywalker is going to have to be there. I think this is a great time to introduce him to the Mandalorian. I, I, I think that we're going to see Luke next week. That would be awesome. Boba Fett's reaction, though, to like seeing Luke Skywalker would be fantastic. I, 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 I we gotta see, we gotta see, see Luke next week. All right. Do you have any final thoughts on the episode? It was a pretty good episode. Are my final thoughts? Really good, really good. Uh, I'm excited for next week, the season finale, chapter sixteen. We got a lot to get done next week. We got to go and rescue the, the Grogu. You gotta go and rescue or pick up Bo-Katan and Cobb Vanth and maybe Ahsoka. No, not Ahsoka. I I think Ahsoka's done in in Mando for a while because she's got her her own show now on Disney Plus. Eventually coming in, I think that show is gonna be like tw my guess is early twenty twenty three for Ahsoka. That's my guess. That seems so far away. It's two years away. Like. I think it's January 2023 we're going to get that. So that's essentially just two years. Yeah. Um, just because of, like, thinking back on how, like, the Marvel Netflix show started, like, there were, like, two a year, and two a year, and then there were three a year. And then in 2018, there, there were four shows. And if they kept going, we'd be at like five or six a year, but they got canceled. So then in 2019, there were only two shows. But we could see that. I, I think we're going to see in 2021, we know we're, we are getting season, season three of The Mando in December. And then probably, um, pro probably like 2022, we're getting Rangers... Of, of the New Republic, and then the Mando again for, for season four. And then, like, right at, after se se season four, we'll probably get ah Ahsoka. So we're going to get that, and I'm really and I'm 
Oh, I'm so excited for that. I, I, I think the, the inner con- connectivity between all three of these shows is just going to be fantastic. And maybe the Lando show can tie in for an episode or two. All right. Hopefully. We've talked for like 75 minutes now. Um, follow us on Instagram at, at Kid Commentaries Network and follow, and we now have a Twitter account uh, where we will be po- posting updates. Um, like if there's some, something that like if I got to skip the show for a week, then you'll find out on there. Uh, and our tw- and our Twitter ha- handle is Tuscan R- Radio Pod. So go in and follow us on there. And check out the website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. I'm Alex Edward. And this is the way.